This is the Shift Podcast. The Shift Daily Podcast. We talked to all of our friends like we normally do on a Friday, including Steve Stebbing. He's coming up. Highlights the Godzilla versus King Kong as the biggest movie of the year, literally. We also chatted about the French exit, Shiva Baby, and more with Steve. We talked to Alyssa Bauman, who is a nutrition expert. She helps us understand how to treat our mind, body, and soul. We had a conversation about the notion that what if we just look at our bodies as the miracle that they are, biological miracle? Would we treat them a little differently? It's coming up on the podcast. Plus, are you okay with zoos and Botox? Are you okay with a very special visitor who popped in and are you okay? And what the hell should we watch this weekend? Find out what his thing is. It's okay, so Steve, obviously uh, sitting on the sofa in a comfy chair and watching the, the box is your thing. But what's yeah. one thing about Steve Stebbing, like one of the things, like for me, I love to grow pineapples. What's one thing for you that you uh, that we don't know about you? Uh, I'm an obsessive compulsive list maker. Really? Yeah. I, I have. Do you like to check them off? Yeah, it's yeah. There's something satisfying about it. It keeps me organized, um, but it definitely, at its heart, at its core, is definitely part of my OCD, a hundred percent. Yeah, I just it's a. I'm constantly making lists. I probably make one or two a day. Hmm. Um. So okay, this is curious to me. So what do you do with the lists after you after you've done major lists? Um, I honestly, it's just to, uh, to, to kind of organize things. Um, uh, I mean, especially with my weekly releases and everything that I post, I have kind of my watch orders that I put things in, um, for my movie collection, things that I want to buy, things that I'm looking that I, that I have a list of that are coming out, um, comic stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's broad. It's broad. It's a spectrum. I had a friend of mine who um, he used to make fun of me because I used to put on my list, go home <laughs> as part of my things to do. It's a, it's a thing to do though. Yeah. He's like, do you really need to be told to go home? I'm like, yeah, but that's where I'm going to go home. Like I got to do this and this, then I'm going to go home and then I'm going to do this and this and this. And he used to make fun of me because of that. But do you ever do, here's the, here's the, let's get philosophical. Okay. So that's a good to do list, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a to done list? No. I, cause I, I, I guess that would just be another step beyond crossing things off and then putting it onto a new list. I guess I just haven't gotten there yet. Let me make a suggestion. Will you, will you take this on for me? I want you to try something. Okay. All of the lists, even if you had like 10 things on the list and two things didn't, only two things made it to the next list, right? So you crossed right. off eight, save the to done list, put it up on the wall <laughs> and okay. celebrate all the things you did not just worry about the things that you have not done. Make sense? I, I dig the positivity in that for sure. You get that? That's I awesome. Do. I do. I get that. I feel that. Right. So at the end of a crappy day and you're like, oh man, I got nothing done today. You're like, look at the list, the wall of lists. You're like, this. I got all of these <laughs> things done. Right? See? You're right. It's yeah. evidence. It's evidence for your success, brother. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about his other obsession, which is what the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca. He joins us uh, through the broadcast in Penticton, British Columbia. Now, Ryan is excited, so I am simply going to get the, introduce the clip, and then you two can do your thing. Godzilla versus Kong. Let's hear it. We need Kong. 
the world needs him to stop what's coming. And this child, she's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. Okay, you guys, yeah. geek out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is weird because this is the first one of these movies that I didn't see in theaters. Um, yeah. And a lot of my uh, LA counterparts got to see this one in IMAX, which is the preferred way to see that one, this one because they filmed a lot of it in IMAX. Uh, you know, broad term filming because uh, a lot of this movie is CG. Um, but the one thing that is kind of constant and I'm not including Kong skull Island in this one is that the human element is so horribly written and just mm-hmm. fodder, honestly. Yeah. It's there to help make the movie a little bit longer and, mm-hmm. you know, not make it an hour and a half of monkey hit lizard. It's now mm-hmm. two hours of a little bit of human and a lot of punching. Oh, and, and this movie rocks. Like I, I, I like <laughs> when so it comes great. to the fighting, when it comes to the monsters and stuff, this movie totally rocks. It is dazzling. It is gorgeous to look at. Um, I mean, the movie clocks in at almost two hours, but it doesn't. It, it keeps moving at a good pace that you don't feel yeah. like the movie drags. So it is good for what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to be anything else. That's, no. you know, they went really sci-fi. If they had tried to convince me of some deep human exploration of mm-hmm. the kaiju, I would have rolled my eyes. Instead, I was leaping off my couch, you know, celebrating <laughs> as I watched King Kong just beat the crap and Godzilla beat the crap and, you know, and yeah. lots of nice little twists here and there. Oh, I loved it. Too. Yeah. Okay. It's also the end of the franchise, too. As far as there's no movies slated on the horizon, this is like the definitive end right here. Uh, Sad. I don't know what just happened, but it sounded like we got into Dragon and Gorilla Juju. And um, Trucker Dan says, every time I think about Godzilla versus Kong, I have the urge to play a game of Rampage. So that's... Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe don't watch the Rock movie. It's got its points, but... Nah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Whenever Steve Stebbin goes... Eh. That's probably worth <laughs> listening to. Uh, next on the list, what the hell should we watch this weekend on the long weekend? French Exit. Have you heard any rumors regarding my reputation? I heard that you were odd. Well, I'm more than odd. There's a goodly part of me that wants to set this building on fire. What do you think of that? I've never been so hurt as when I saw your face for the first time. Why? Because you were me. Uh, or we could just call that sortie. And it would save us the translation. Right. Uh, what's up with French Exit? Yes, uh, this is a Zazel Jacobs, a really great indie uh, filmmaker uh, that is teaming with the great Michelle Pfeiffer, who still looks absolutely incredible. Uh, and she plays a widower that is basically at the end of her dwindling inheritance. Uh, so she dies, decides to take her uh, forlorn son to Paris to live out the rest of her days. Uh, and it's 
I, I'm I'm so on the fence with this movie. Like I I like it to some points, but it just it never settles in whether it's a comedy or a drama. Even though it has really great beats in both, it just just doesn't seem to settle in and, and pick a side. And it's kind of frustrating and leaves you kind of cold in the end. But I will say that Michelle Pfeiffer is really good in this one, and Lucas Hedges, who plays her son, is excellent. And again, I mean, this guy's got the best agent in the game because he is constantly picking these incredible roles every time. So I, I don't know. Keep, give that guy a rate. Seriously. <laughs> what the hell should we watch this long weekend? Easter long weekend. Uh, excuse the irony. The unholy. <laughs> oh, we don't have the unholy. That was my screw up. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, well, tell me it, about the unholy. I got no. Clue. Yes. Uh, basically, this one's got uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan in The Walking Dead. And uh, I mean, it is a rough supernatural movie that uh, starts off well, but just starts to fall into this abyss of really bad CG uh, jump scares that they almost seem to recycle here and there. And then all of a sudden, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character starts to give this third act exposition where you're like, I don't understand this as character dialogue it just feels like you're reading the script to me uh so i really don't know what happened to this movie but uh it's a good thing that i guess i didn't go to the theaters and just kind of got shelved into the vod slots this week all right let's get i do have the clip for tina <laughs> no money no house so i said i'll just take my name and then we were trying to get a record deal. Nobody would touch Tina Turner. She'd play anywhere just to make the money to get by. My dream is to be the first black rock and roll singer to pack places like the Stones. When she became successful, the past came up. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything about that lady is, uh, you know, what a story worth watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a huge sucker for music documentaries anyway. Um, and even if you're not a, a big fan of Tina Turner, this movie is still super compelling on a human level uh, just to see what this woman went through, uh, of course, with with her partnership with Ike Turner, uh, the volatile nature, the forced into a marriage, like this, uh, just the horrible stuff that she went through. And then she separates from him. And then still in every interview and every time she's brought up in every facet, she's always handcuffed to this abuser for the rest of her life, even going into the Hall of Fame this year. She's not going in as Tina Turner. She's going in as Ike and Tina Turner, even though Ike Turner went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the 90s. So it just seems like like gaslighting for her entire career. But the woman is an incredible workhorse, hit major success at 40 and 50 years old, doing just insane stadium and arena shows. Uh, my only qualm with this movie is they only spent like basically a minute and 20 seconds on Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. And I felt robbed. I felt like I wanted more about <laughs> that experience. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Oh, well, and that was a, that was a big turning point. I think that was where mm -hmm. an awful lot of people saw Tina Turner, uh, more than just that storyline. And they saw her more than just the, you know, that, that singer who had dynamite taste in, in her wardrobe, right? Like, uh, absolutely. You know, and, and they saw a whole different side. And uh, ma just massive strength and power and just 
a giant of a of a human being. Uh, so yeah, this movie uh, does her justice one hundred percent. Next on the list, Steve Stebbing. Ca. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Shiva, baby. You can't just like show up to like the after party for a shiva right? and like reap the benefits of the buffet. She lost so much weight. Yeah. You think she has an eating disorder? Feminism isn't exactly what I call a career. It's not my you know? career. It's a lens. Okay. I already have a plan and a path, so... So you just study and uh, don't eat and go out with your beautiful friends, is that it? Is that your life? Yeah, oh. yes, that's my life. Wow, lucky you. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an interesting, that's a pretty deep statement there. That's not a career, that's a lens. Wow, yeah. that, that can be applied to a lot of things. Tell us about uh, Shiva, baby. Yeah, this is a, a movie that's been getting a lot of buzz, and basically it all takes place at uh, a Jewish funeral, uh, centered around a, a girl named Danielle who is attending the funeral, uh, and then unbeknownst to her, uh, her sugar daddy, uh, who uh, she's having an adulterous affair with, is also there, as well as her uh, ex-girlfriend. And uh, it's basically a cascading comedy of errors uh, based on increasing and growing lies and attention that is driven kind of by the ramping of intensity uh, of these conversations of will she get caught and everything. And a really interesting score behind it that you heard a bit in that trailer there. Uh, just it, it's weird. I've never felt a comedy full of such tension and, and almost like a thriller at the same time. Absolutely fascinating film and really short too. It's only like an hour and 18 minutes. Let's bounce ahead here into the throwback on the Blu-ray wonder woman, 1984. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. You know, in hindsight, um, that was such a huge movie. Um, and then the impact of that movie down the road and what it exposed and, um, you know, far more than just the storyline about the superhero. Yeah, I, and I, I just I wish that the final product of of Wonder Woman 1984 was a better sum of its parts because the first movie did establish the character quite well. It was a runaway hit, and I feel like 1984 is such a a huge step back. It is it is just scaled down in quality every in every turn while still trying to appear of taking that next huge leap with this character uh and i mean there's problematic things in there there's rushed uh villains and, and their their uh, motivations and everything uh and with such a good cast there there really should have been a better movie to come out of it. Um, but it all just kind of gets rolled now into the Zack Schneider uh, Justice League universe now. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's big problems at the DC universe that Warner Brother is scrambling to take control of right now. Yeah. And, uh, but it is what it is. I mean, it, it was mm -hmm. a, it was a hit and it, uh, you know, motivated a lot of uh, young girls to, to do great things. So, um, 
even back in the day. So mm-hmm. there it is, mm-hmm. Steve Stebbing. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca for his bloggity, and you can check it out there. And uh, happy Easter, brother. You have a fantastic happy. weekend. You too, guys. It's the Shift Podcast. Through the course of COVID, there's a few things that we've realized that we all have in common. Number one, um, we definitely don't like our family members and appreciate the reprieve. But at the same time, we kind of wish we could see our family members. And then there's these other family members that we're stuck at home with. That's one thing. We also realize the same thing about COVID in coworkers. That we really like some of our coworkers. And then there's some of them that we're like, yeah, I don't really care if I see you again. But then we're at home and we're actually making food and we're sitting around and we're sitting on the sofa and we're growing roots and putting on our COVID-19 pounds or whatever it is for you. I realize some of you have been able to take this as an opportunity and turn it into some fitness stuff, which is awesome. Always share that with us. 877-399-9898. But what if you have it? One of the things that's come up for me that I've shared here on The Shift is gluten and dairy, joints, joint pain inflammation, all of those things. So in the spirit of caring for ourselves a little bit, Alyssa Bauman, nutritionist, uh, awesomest, <laughs> friend of the chef. Uh, how are you? It's good to see you. It's been a, been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. I'm good, Shane. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm drinking my water. Um, every time I make my smoothie in the morning, I think of you. I'm like, Alyssa would be proud of me. Oh, good. I'm so happy about that. I am proud of you. What are you putting in your smoothie? Uh, I am doing, I have just a mixed berry, mixed frozen berries because those are easy access right now. Yeah. Um, uh, spinach, kale, and so much so I get my organic kale, chop it up myself and then freeze it uh, so I can instantly put it in there, which is great. Now I do put orange juice so the sugar there. That's a great there. hack. That is a great hack. Are you sure you need me on the show? <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, the reason why it was a frugal hack because I went to the, the store and I bought a bag of frozen kale. Yeah. And I realized I'm like, this somebody just put this through a chopper and put it in a bag and froze it. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing special here. So for the 250 to buy a big old bunch of kale, amazing. I started chopping up my own. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cheap, really, is what it is. Well, um, it's working, right? Because it's working. One of my big mottos is, is get your greens in at every single meal. And you're clearly getting your greens in in your smoothie. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm not in every meal, but okay. that's a whole other thing. Why not? Well, that's the thing is that we just don't know how to cook. I don't. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to. Uh, my doctor said, I want you to try and take uh gluten out for two full weeks. Okay. See how you feel. Keep a food diary and see how you feel. And then reintroduce gluten and see how your joints feel. So that's one of the tasks from the doctor. But the reality is, Alyssa, is we don't know how to cook. We don't know how to cook or prepare food beyond what we learned through our family and our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a huge, huge topic because for so long we've relied on, you know, prepared foods and takeout foods and, and things like that. But you don't, it's really easy to throw some spinach and some garlic with a little bit of olive oil in a pan and saute, and then you got your greens right there. Hmm. You make it sound so easy. It is. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'd love to take, and that's what I do. I really love to help people get on a healthier path and take the, um, you know, take the overwhelm away from it because it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be gourmet. As if you're using real, natural, whole foods and great and easy ingredients, you could do it. Do you have olive so, oil in the kitchen? Yeah. Do you have uh, garlic or garlic powder in the kitchen? Both, yeah. Great. And I know you have kale and spinach chopped up in your freezer, and all you'd have to do is kind of heat up the olive oil and heat up the garlic and throw in that uh, kale. There's no there's no real recipe to that. It's just getting your greens in. Okay. So what do you eat that with? 
So I would eat that with some brown rice or some quinoa, and then I might take a little bit of hummus and put it on top for some healthy proteins. You know, it doesn't have to be a big cook job. It could be just easy assembling. Yeah. And you, you're a, you're a veggie person. You're not a meat eater, right? Um, I'm not a big person that puts labels on things when my body needs meat. I feel it. I will have yeah. meat. I'm mostly vegetarian. I would say I eat about 90% plant-based, but, yeah. um, and I think it's great for people and the animals, uh, to be vegan. Um, but I am not a hundred percent, uh, vegan. No. Yeah. yeah There's no judging. I mean, some people, it's yep. just not your jam. Um, no, no judging okay. at all. No judging at all. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we have, already so much um, separation in our lives. We don't need to judge the vegans and the vegans don't need to judge the non-vegans. I do my best and I'm, I, I love my plants, veggie-centric. Yeah. Well, and some people, uh, some people love meat and that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so there, there's an idea right there. I guess that does sound kind of simple. It's simple. Uh, um, but what's the benefit here? I mean, for me, uh, with the conversation around gluten and dairy, mm. uh, things like joints and inflammation. Have you felt so, any different taking the, the bread and the gluten out? Well, I don't think I've done it long enough yet. Um, I'm also uh, a a dad who uh, co-parents my kids on my own for days and days and days at a time. So Mm -hmm. with a six foot five, 16 year old volume is a thing. Volume is And so then there's leftovers, right? And so now we have have leftovers in the fridge for four days when the kids are gone for four days and they're back for four days. Um, And so I can't let the food go to waste. That's the thing for me. So if there's two slices of pizza there... um, I just not like in COVID, I have friends coming over that I can offer them the well, pizza. Well, you know, I, le- I know you like your freezer. So you can just wrap those up and put them in the freezer or put the leftover. <laughs> there's a way. There's a way, right? Okay. Fair there's, enough. There's Good a point. way. I think yeah. this all comes down to, and if I can just be so blunt about it, is just um, being mindful. You know, mm-hmm. being mindful about what we're putting into our body because the whole idea of this is we want to feel good, Right. Like we want to feel good. So if we focus on feeling good, we automatically become a little bit more mindful of the things that we um, ingest and consume. And, you know, if we pay attention and are a little bit more deliberate on the decisions that we make, make with the food that we're eating, we will by, 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 by default just become more aware of what we're eating and we will make better decisions that serve our bodies better. Okay, so I'm seeing an alignment in conversation here. So we had Hal Johnson on last week um, from Body Break. Hal Johnson, Joanne McLeod, he's a friend and a friend of The Shift. And and uh, he was talking about frailty. He's on a new project about frailty and, and discussions about how frailty uh, starts at 35, 40, 45, right? Like it's not a 70-year-old conversation, frailty. It's a 40-year-old conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that that's great. So I hear that here as well. And then I had a massage uh, from my therapist, Laszlo. And, and it, he said this word to me, and I'm curious where it lands with you as we were just talking about the body. He's like, the, he said, the body's a miracle, man. You have to understand, like, it's absolutely a miracle that we're alive today. Mm-hmm. And that hit me, that hit me from the point of, okay, well, what if I didn't say, you know, Oh, my body's a temple and all cliche mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I just literally just referred to my body as a miracle. So if my body's a miracle, mm-hmm. All of these little organisms that are inside me that somehow keep me alive. Mm-hmm. Um, if my body's a miracle, how do I treat it like it's a miracle mm-hmm. and start there with this? Because that's really how we have to look at it. It's exactly how we look at it. I mean, if you really think about the intricate details that go on in every cell and organism in our body, it is it is a miracle. And I, and I get that whole your body is your temple thing. It sounds kind of woo-woo to some people, but 
it goes back to the mindfulness. If you truly believe, you know, you wake up every day and every day is a gift. What can you do today that will make you feel great for tomorrow? It's about making deliberate decisions on what you're putting into your body. You know, it's that whole, I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'll, maybe some of your listeners haven't. Um, you know, if you have a Maserati, are you going to put the cheap gas in it? Yeah. Or are you going to put the, you know, the more expensive, the high, the high fuel in it? So what are you going to put in it? And if you think about your body, if you really think about how food has the ability to heal and as food is medicine, why don't we just start, you know, feeding our body the best, most nutrient dense uh, ingredients that we can give it and then see how your body performs. Okay. So what are some of the biggest myths that come to mind, if you could pick three about food today, for example, uh, you know, yogurt, mm -hmm. yogurt okay. has a lot of benefits to it, still a dairy product. Mm -hmm. So which way does that land? Okay. I mean, there's all kinds of there's different ways this could go. There's all kinds of things we could right. debunk thousands of myths. So look, we'll start with yogurt. Um, I personally don't like yogurt because dairy for me doesn't work, which doesn't right. mean dairy doesn't work for you. However, uh, it's been proven that about 98% of the population is lactose intolerant. Wow. So while yogurt does have um, many nutrients and many benefits, for instance, um, they're very high in probiotics, they, you're getting other things. You're getting sugars, you're getting added sugars, you're getting that, da that dairy and that causes lots of mucus. So you're getting other things from the yogurt. So I would say that yogurt is one of those fake healthy foods. I really would. Um, another, another myth, I think. Well, that doesn't even get into the, the, the state of dairy processing today, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. So when you we asked can, me, yeah, we can talk about that. When you asked me if I was a meat eater a little bit, but I, I'm hundred percent off of dairy. Like I don't yeah. touch dairy. And, and that's a, that's a thing that, you know, is a mindset as well. Like, you know, I do drink coffee. I love my coffee in the morning. And so people are like, well, I can't give up my cream. How am I going to give up my cream? If you're trying to become dairy-free, that is one of the easiest things that you can give up because there are so many delicious plant-based milks out there that can easily be put in your coffee as a creamer okay. instead. Yeah. Um, now, now it is tempting to have the uh, Easter cream egg creamer, which I did not buy, but almost okay. did. Yeah. Um, tempting. Can I ask um, you a question? Why yeah. is that Why is that tempting to you? So oh, I... Cause I Easter I look at eggs. that and I'm like that to me, like all I see when I look at the Easter cream eggs is nothing but chemicals and sugars yep. and synthetics. Yep. So that's how yep. I look at it. So when we go back to saying like, you know, our body is, is our body is a miracle. How could I ever, you know, how could I ever put that in it? In my face hole, an Easter cream egg is a miracle. It lasts for like seven seconds and then it's gone and um, it's it's gone forever. So it's a very, very short term. Can you have uh, one and be done? Oh, I can have one and be done. That's great. That so that's, 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 another, that's another conversation that I would love to have with you. I mean, I'm not about deprivation. Um, I don't think diets truly work and last in the long run. So if you enjoy something... If you eat something that you like, sit down and eat it. You know, with that cream egg, enjoy it. You know, going back to mindfulness again, look at it, you know, check out its texture, take a bite of it and truly savor that moment in your mouth instead of, you know, like jamming it in and eating it in one gulp. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the big issues that we face as a society is that we're rushing. We're rushing so much and we're just eating to eat and we're eating so quickly. We're not slowing down to even know when we're full. 
or even know when we we should stop. It sounds like it's not a not a food problem; it's a human problem. Which is again, it comes back to the healthy humans conversation. Okay, so um, we can go into uh, all kinds of things about dairy Mm because I'm going to get bombarded with dairy text. We'll save that for another day because no, I get it. I I I do from the listeners. There are all kinds of conversations Mm -hmm. that we can expose what's going on in the dairy industry, Mm -hmm. which will which will shock so many people. But I have one quick question about that because we were on it was lactose-free milk. Is that so processed it's not beneficial where you should just go for almond milk? You know, it's very processed, but it if you drink dairy, you're just going to drink it. If you don't drink dairy, then you're going to have a nut milk. Do you know what I mean by that? That's kind of an ethical thing. I mean, if lactose-free milk, yes, it has its calcium, but so do lots of other plant-based milks. So I would just skip it. Okay. <laughs> Fair. No, you want my fair. honest opinion? I would just, I would just skip it. Yeah, no, that's what we're here for. So, okay, what are a couple other myths that come to mind beyond yogurt and dairy that uh, are just simple things that we can remember? We're just talking about the re. Uh, mm. You said mindfulness, the awareness mm. of going. Okay, well, because in a lot of cases we don't even like it. We just do it because we do it. I think another one um, is juice juices, fruit juices, things that you buy in the market, you know, I won't name brands or anything like that, but you know what I'm talking about. They're yep. unnecessary and they're loaded in sugar. And it's the same thing as drinking, drinking a soda. It really is. There may be a little bit of vitamin C, but the amount of sugar that you're getting when you drink, you know, a glass of juice, as opposed to a glass of water or um, a smoothie is, is mind blowing. So those drinks out there, watch how many calories that you drink because the the monster drinks, the energy drinks, all of the drinks that you would buy in a convenience store, they're loaded in sugars. Even the ones that are claiming that they're high in nutrients, they are spiking your insulin levels. They are contributing to uh, obesity. You're literally drinking your calories. So, you know, if you're thirsty, get the biggest thing that I could recommend to everybody is just get into the habit of drinking more water. Our body is over 80% water. Drink more water. That's hard. I mean, it's sugar's like crack, man. Like it's like the sugar withdrawal uh, mm-hmm. is in it's itself. Real. I mean, it's anyone real. who's done keto has gone and experienced that because it, it's, it's like real. full on. It's real. like you are sweating. I don't right? know if you're sweating. Yeah, you definitely will get a headache from it. Um, but give it, give yourself two days. And that being said, you don't have to, you know, completely get off sugar. Instead of buying, you know, apple juice. Buy a whole apple because you're getting the fiber in it. So your blood sugars are not spiking. Your insulin levels aren't, you know, skyrocketing. You have the fiber in it to keep everything more even keeled. So, you know, if you're craving, you know, that sugary substance or that sugary taste, I know it's a lot harder, but, you know, there are apples in convenience stores. So, I mean, I've seen them. There's bananas in convenience. There's oranges. I mean, I know it's probably not the most ideal place to buy your fruit, but if it's between, you know, buying a fruit juice or a piece of fruit, Take the whole food. Take I the like whole thing. They're pears. You like pears? Pe- pears are pears, pears are one of the things like for a sugar, like for a sugar bump. Like, I mean, they're so sweet, right? High in fiber. It's great. And a great snack. And you mix it with a little bit of peanut butter and you've got your healthy fats. You've got some protein. You got your sugars. That is like the perfect pre-workout snack. Great snack for you when you're on air and you need something really quick. Anybody who's yeah. like in an office, everybody could do that. Yeah. Pineapple. Um, so Love the, pineapple. Uh, so yeah, don't say that here. There's a couple of people on this show that get really mad because they do not like pineapple, and we have uh, we've come to blows because um, I love pineapple. I grow pineapples in my living room. Um, what? Yeah, that's the thing. I, anyway, I'll tell you about that one uh, later. You could teach me how to do that. That would be great. Um, the it takes years. Um, okay, so juicing though would be a thing as long as you're uh, juicing 
real fruit yourself and keeping the pulp and all the all the stuff in it. So that's not really juicing, right? That's we're throwing everything into a blender. Like the smoothie you were telling me about before, yeah. that's a smoothie, right? Right. But yeah, you can juice. Yeah. Um, and that type of juicing is not pasteurized and that juicing is very healthy and you might have something to eat with that. Yeah. Um, but if you're throwing everything into a blender, you're keeping all of the fiber. So your blood sugars will not be spiked as long as you know, you're not putting lots of juice in it and yogurts in it and all sorts of different things. You're keeping it mainly a fruit and veggie smoothie. So what about, uh, blenders, smoothies, juicing, um, everything, but the stem for like apples and pears and those kinds of things. Everything. It depends on what kind of blender you have. Um, yeah. If you have a super high-tech blender, which I highly recommend, if you can get one, it's one of the biggest investments. I've had a high-tech blender for uh, 20 years, one blender. I use it six, seven times a day. I do everything yeah. in it. So yeah, throw everything in it. I don't, even have to, the, I don't even have to cut the apple core off. Is it that classic like it's burnt a, orange color from the 80s? It no? is an old one, yeah. yeah. Now <laughs> you're dating it. yourself and dating yeah. me. Uh-oh. The gold-colored fridge. Yeah. Um, the, okay, this smoothies. is, this is good. I love smoothies. This is... and, and the fact that you start your day with a smoothie, it's a super easy way and very efficient, fast way to get your nutrients in. All right. Well, we're looking to take care of ourselves better. Tell me about uh, what you've been up to uh, through COVID because online is really the place to go. But you have some access for people if they want to try some stuff. I do. I do. Thank you for asking. Um, yes, we all did have to pivot during COVID. Um, I just launched something called my A to B Foundation, which is a four-week nutrition class online. And it gives you basically all the the foundations of what it means to be healthy. So how to make your green juice, how to incorporate more greens into your diet, which proteins you should be getting, how much protein you should be eating, healthy fat. So basically it's a plate builder. And because it's four weeks, you do it on your own. Uh, you have access to me, so you can ask me questions and whatnot. And it's really to help you instill healthier habits step by step by step. Sounds there's great. No, yeah, there's no quick fix. It's, a, it's about being mindful and it's about you know, making yourself the commitment as we were talking about self-care. Where do we find it? Nourish.ca. Nourish.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, Alyssa Bauman, thank you for being here and for, uh, you know, I, the invitation, Alyssa, I think is uh, hold me accountable and all of us here mm -hmm. as we're trying mm -hmm. to figure it out. I mean, for a lot of our listeners have been working night shift for years. Yeah. And um, we try, I know that a lot of the, our shift heads, the work really hard on some of these decisions, right? How exciting it is when their partner packs them, you know, oh. their favorite dinner at nighttime. Yeah. And so the other times everyone's working hard to, to try to stay healthy and stay awake and stay safe at nighttime. Yeah. This is one of those things. And for us, we've, you know, shifted to the show. So it's, um, you know, I think it's really important and I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. This is the shift podcast. Are you okay? Are you okay with the zoo? I didn't know they had cows at the zoo. Yeah, no. There, there you go. <laughs> Happy? Uh, well, yeah, Bert Canada's got some great zoos. Uh, Toronto, Vancouver, uh, the one my friend works at the one outside of Vancouver. Uh, mm -hmm. The Calgary Zoo is amazing. Uh, I I yeah, I like zoos. Mm-hmm. Um, a zoo in China is getting called out online for trying to pass a golden retriever as a lion. Here's more from NBC. 
Well, seeing a dog at the zoo would be the last thing you would expect, but that's exactly what happened when visitors went to a Chinese zoo to find a golden retriever in a cage. It was labeled as <laughs> it was labeled as an African lion. So the visitors were confused because they saw this little good boy, not looking too fierce, but cuddly rather. The zoo staff denied the accusation, saying it was a lion, and they weren't trying to mislead customers. Sure. Well, the visitors were confused, thinking they were maybe in the wrong place, or they were making jokes as to why the lion hasn't grown up yet. The zoo staff excuse later was the lion was moved to another location, but it turns out there were no lions in the zoo at all. Well, <laughs> should we be surprised um, that there would be some uh, misinformation? In China, it seems to me that when the the government doesn't let you have the internet outside of your country, it is hard to learn about what a lion looks like. And if you all of a sudden your lion likes to chase frisbees and return them to you, that could be a that could be a clue. You, you know what the funny, really insane part about the story is? There's a video of this golden retriever in a lion cage, which is sad for one, but yeah. beside the cage is a picture of a lion. A real lion, oh. and then beside it is this really oh. cute golden retriever that just looks so confused. It's like, why am I here? Well, and he's got the haircut too. Like they've shaved him to the bone of the butt there, so he's got the big mane. And uh, the Global Times reported the zoo did admit to the signage mix-up in a statement to Red Star News. Ironic, Red Star News. And apparently, the golden retriever belongs to the zoo's owner. So, um. You know, they, they tried to pass it off. The cage is used for an African lion, but it's now redesignated as one for the golden retriever, the staff uh, officially said. And uh, and that was that was the thing. All right. Uh, are you OK? Are you OK with Sir Christopher Gilbert randomly joining us from Tokyo in the middle of are you OK? Howdy. I am. <laughs> I was like, is he there? <laughs> He's there. Hello. Hey, little technology test worked out, eh, Chris? Yeah, no, I just uh, thought we'd um, check the the, the new uh, connection that we um, have in the middle of uh, your Are You OK? So I thought I'd just gate crash this party and say hello. Hello. Tokyo. Hello. hello. <laughs> you never know who's going to show up. Do you want to stick around for one Are You OK, Chris? Yeah, I can do, I can hang around. I was listening listen to another one, and I was like, "Oh, I have so many things to say about these." Are you okay?s But I, yeah, <laughs> no, move forward, move forward. All right, moments. here we go. Are you okay? Are you okay with Botox? Uh, no. If it helps you out, you know, some I think there are some Botox injections that can actually be like very helpful for people recovering from certain things. That's but true. There's a limit. You know, watch it. You don't want to end up looking like. Uh, Donatella Versace, you know what I mean? Like, it can be like, wow, that's a lot of Botox. Yeah, wow, have an emotion. What do you think, Chris, Sir Christopher Gilbert? Botox here or no? Um, is there any medical use for Botox? Like, is there anything that yep. could um, help you out medically? Yeah, there are there are some uses of it, yes. Um, but it's mostly used for um, making you have no lines on your forehead. Yeah, no, I think it's stupid. I think people should age gracefully like Richard Gere. Richard Gere would never use Botox. And uh, I think we should all be like him and uh, shun mm. it. That's my mm. very simple take on Botox. All right. A Florida man age who is performing Botox treatments has been arrested and charged with practicing or attempting to practice medicine without a medical license. And that's not even the best part. During the investigations, detectives came across an advertisement for a Bubbles and Botox event. 
The Botox was for the clients. The bubbles was for the clients and the doctor, according to police. Nelson uh, Turin was also consuming champagne and four local during the patient consultants while uh, describing the procedure to future patients. This also is, isn't is a prank. Yeah. <sighs> Happy Friday. News Happy for J-A-X was on, I don't know what to trust anymore. No, it's, it's on the scene. News for Jax. Like, because they're news from Jacksonville. News for Jax. Oh, Jax. <laughs> was on the scene just as a tactical team took out the bad doctor. <laughs> An undercover detective went inside this office posing as a client. Uh, that detective says that Nelson was drunk as he was preparing to perform one of those procedures. I would say about 25 minutes ago, I spoke with a massage therapist who rents a room here. She says she was in here when a tactical team went in and took Nelson into custody. She also confirmed what police said earlier in a news conference about a, one of his clients asking that he correct a botched problem. Uh-oh. Um, I did see a real estate show, you know, those fancy house real estate shows on TV where that's what they did for the open house to bring people in was come in and get free Botox and check out this mansion. And so you'd come in, you get a couple of Botox shots. You could take a tour of the mansion and uh, and check it out. So, I mean, it people do show up. And I think more people get Botox than we think. Definitely. From when, though, you know, like when is the first time you look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I need Botox. I think it happens young. Question. Uh, How I young? Saw that this like, morning, to be honest. Children? Yeah. Are children you, getting Botox? Did Brendan? <laughs> yeah. Brendan was going to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at these. The four, you can't see them, but the forehead lines, you know? Well, I got lots of those. Yeah. But I Brendan, also like that my forehead moves. So, you know. There's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I may I, say so, you are smooth. Like, you're, you're a smooth <laughs> man. Well, thank you. It's like, I'm looking at you I've on the it. Zoom call, and uh, I can't see a wrinkle in sight. So I don't think any of us need Botox, I don't <laughs> well, can I just say. You know what's worse, the than Bo- worse than Botox, though, is the collagen, the big lips. When you get the big, pony lips and the collagen. Oh, no, they're crazy. great. I love the big lips. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Christopher Gilbert joins us uh, randomly live from Tokyo. Here it is. It is uh, Are You Okay? I'm Shane Hewitt on The Shift. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.